Hello everybody, this is Jules and welcome back to So This Is Love. When I started this podcast, it was intended to be a limited series, but the overwhelming support in the first season impelled me to continue this work. It has been a beautiful journey collecting and sharing these stories, and for that, I thank all of my guests and listeners for getting us to where we are. Do ensure to listen to the end of the episode to get details on how you can support this podcast. Remember, you can find us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. So This Is Love is a space where people can relate to one another, learn from one another, and find a sense of belonging. Enjoy! Welcome to So This Is Love, a podcast about love, the loss of love, heartbreak, and the meeting of self. We share stories on how the relationships we once had teach us about who we are and define who we become. And maybe through these stories, we can answer that age-old question. Is it better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? So, this is love. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of So This Is Love. Today's story is very special because it rings close to my heart. Um, I think I draw some parallels (laughs) to this story uh, because it's kind of rooted in relationships around the church and how, as women, we kind of define our role in a relationship based on what is expected from us, especially um, through the lens of religion. Today, I am joined by Zora, not her real name, and she will be telling us about a relationship that she had, um, which she says is very significant in her life with a man named Greg, also not his real name. This was a special relationship um, for her and a defining relationship for her because this is the first relationship she says that she loved someone and as far as she knew, had somebody love her back. But more than that, it was the relationship that helped her find herself post the breakup um, due to the breakdown of the relationship. Um, and especially because this is the relationship that Zora thought would end in marriage. It was that relationship for her. Welcome to the podcast, Zora. Thank you for having me, Julia. Zora meets Greg or Greg meets Zora. Mm-hmm. Take us to the beginnings, Zora. How did you meet? Okay, so um, I saw Greg in church. He was at the pulpit, and I heard him speak. And I thought, damn. (laughs) Oh, nice voice and such a sight to behold. But then I told myself, okay, this is a crush that will just die because again where he is and where I am we will never meet the reason I'm saying that I had just gotten back to church I went through this rebellious phase where I just stopped going to church and then now I was getting myself back into church and then I saw this guy and the fact that he was on the pulpit I was like there's no way he's ever going to relate with a girl like me who's not spiritual and religious enough mm. so I was like alright um, I've seen God did a good job on him. <laughs> That's it. When you say God did a good job, you mean he was a good looking guy. Very good looking. <laughs> <laughs> and his voice. I think 
if there's a word for it, I have a thing for people's voices. Yeah. I just don't know if there's a word for it. I, I've, I've been trying to find it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, so that was right before we ended the semester. I was in campus when I saw him first. So when I came back in the next semester, um, I didn't know this, but during a certain week, we have these services for a week. Uh, sometimes in the month of August or September, we call them camp meetings. Uh, we met at a threshold and he bumped into me and I said, sorry. I'm s- Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> you mean like literally bumped into you? Yeah. Like in a rom-com? Yeah. Like you had your books and they spilled on the floor <laughs> and then you bent down to pick them and then your eyes met. If only I did have all those <laughs> books and all that, that would be my story, but well, I didn't have books, so I said sorry, and he was sorry as well, and that was it. Later, I came to learn that it was intentional on his part, um, but I didn't know that. So, me and Greg actually talked to each other for the first time. One Saturday evening after service, we were supposed to go for what we called nature walks, and I was talking to a lady um, just figuring out how we are going to go for this nature walk and who we are going to go on this nature walk with. And then he comes and I was getting ready to leave because I, I automatically knew that there was no way it was me he was coming to talk to. But then he got there and he introduced himself and apparently he also didn't know the other ladies. So I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. Remember, I'm still new in church, so I don't know who knows who, who doesn't know who. And it just happens that this lady and I share a name. She's Zora. Mm-hmm. I'm Zora Pointo. <laughs> um, <laughs> then he was like, are you guys going for the nature walk? I was like, yeah. Can Do you mind if I join you guys? And well, we went on that walk. Um, separated at some point, but he was like, I'll catch you after. So after that, we had a really long conversation. Got to know each other somehow. Um, he knew more about me than I knew more about him. Anyway, because also I was getting into a space of being vulnerable. I used to, I grew, I grew a wall around myself because of some experiences. So I was like, there's no way I'm letting people see me, know how I'm feeling and stuff like that. But then when I met Greg, I was trying to build down those walls and so we talked about a lot of things. And those, at that time, I was very passionate about politics and feminism. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you laugh? Because right now I'm a different person. Okay. Um, I still believe in women empowerment. I just don't subscribe to the toxic feminism that's very rampant. Anyway, that's besides the point. So yeah, we had a really nice chat that evening. And I went back to my room and I was like... Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. It was just not a crush. But then again, I'm not sure if he likes me or not. So let's wait and see. Mm. Um, then it happened that now we started interacting with each other a lot. A friend of mine invited me to join him uh, to a service outside our campus, only to find him there. Then we kept having this nice chat. And I think that was the day he got my number. And we started talking. And the conversations were amazing. I love good conversations and I love people who 
can converse properly um i get <laughs> stimulated yes yeah with intellectually stimulating conversations and people and greg was that person we went on our first date sometime i think it should be a month or two after we met and i remember going on this date <laughs> i asked my friends so i was planning on wear pan- wearing pants can i and they're like um maybe don't make him comfortable and I was like can i order my nyama cuz i really really love my nyama and this place we were going to i had been there before and they're like again cuz he's not um he's vegetarian just try and order something vegetarian and all that why was um ordering meat or wearing pants an issue of contention based on the teachings in church uh we are advised i like to say that we are advised and taught to dress in a certain way ladies are not supposed to wear pants too tight things short things and all that uh decency is defined differently in our church and also when it comes to what we eat um we are called to live a healthy life and that includes what we eat so meat is not part of that our diet mm. and i i ha- i have not i hadn't gotten to that point in my life where i was like yeah i i can give up my meat mm-hmm. but then going on this date i had to cuz again i was advised make him comfortable um yeah so we went on the date it was amazing spent like 4 hours and you know time just flew of course i didn't order my meat which yeah i think even then i was just like i really really wanted my meat but it's fine the conversation is good so that will hold me for a minute um so that was our first date and then we kept talking to each other and meeting in church here and there and anytime anyone asked what's going on between you guys i think there's a point we had a conversation where like um i guess we're just getting to know each other and building our friendship so that was the answer i always gave people and i believe that was the answer he always gave people as well um then that went on for seven months until one day he was like um tomorrow i'm coming to pick you up we always had our dates on sundays um that was because he used to go to work he had finished school by then he used to go to work in the week and then on saturday we have sabbath so sunday was the only day we had free mm. and then by this time when he was asking to come pick me up he had gotten a job outside nairobi so he came back for that weekend and I was like yeah um so tomorrow i'm going to pick you up at around 9 i'm like okay normally you don't pick me up but it's So okay, I didn't think anything of it, but my friends were excited. They're like, oh, "He's picking you up." Well, he didn't drive, so I thought him picking me up was he'll just be like, "I'm down here. Come, let's go." But then that day he calls is like, "Uh, are you ready? Let's go." And I'm like, "I'm down here. I can't see you." He's like, "Look straight ahead of you. I'm right in front of you." I'm like, "I cannot see you." I am right in front of you. I'm like, "Wait, are you in the white car?" He's like, "Yeah, I told you I'd pick you up. What did you think that meant?" So yeah. 
uh, we <laughs> went out on a date. And on that date, he asked me to be his girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> After seven months of friendship. Yep. After seven months of friendship. Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful. He had a poem. I don't know if he wrote it or he crammed it. But yeah, it was a beautiful poem. But guess what? Zora froze. <laughs> Zora froze because in these seven months, she was praying. I was praying about this relationship. We were both intentional about it. And I remember my prayer mostly was, I have not been in any serious relationship before, but I don't think I want to gamble with this one. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of being this girl who's just living her best life and not in the best way. I'm ready to settle. I was 23, but I was ready for marriage. So I told God, I want to get married. And I hope that this is the guy that I end up married to. So when he said that poem, and the question was somewhere there, but the final word he said was not really, it didn't prompt me to say yes or no. So I froze and I was like, um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sent him in a space of fear. Because it's like, oh my God, I'm going to get rejected. Um, so he was like, all right, I'm going to take a walk. So he took a walk and I was like, thank God. Now I have time with myself. So I said a little prayer. I was like, um, we both know I've wanted this for a long time. And now it's here and I'm frozen. Why? Um, also, if you, I asked you to show me and tell me if this is what I need to be doing with my life or not. So that said, you'll tell me what to say. If it is yes, what do I say to imply that I'm actually saying yes? And if it is no... Also, how do I say it so that he doesn't hurt as much, though it will still hurt? This uh, is your prayer with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that moment when he has decided to go take a walk. Um, and I remember it was somewhere beside a waterfall. So I was just looking at all that. And these words came to mind. All of this is a risk. But I think it's a risk I'm willing to take. And I was like, is that it? Is that you telling me to say yes in those words? Because again, I have no words to Mm. say. And I felt some peace in my heart. And I was like, all right, this is it. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. um, For a second there, I was like, who who are you talking? You know, but then I like that. That's the kind of relationship you have with God. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I like that. I don't even know what to say, but I like that. <laughs> I just like that. Yeah. And I, th- I think the peace is what was your confirmation. Yeah. Because to me, I, I mean, maybe I'm not as religious as you were at the time, but I, I used to I used to know the voice of God is very quiet. You'll always know it. Yeah. But yeah. You, won't, you don't know it in the midst of the chaos. Yeah. It's like 
in that moment of peace is where you hear. Yeah. But you can't hear when you're still like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Yeah, so yeah. even though you're just describing like the waterfall, it's just that moment of, you know, he says like, um, be still and know mm-hmm. that I am mm-hmm. that I am God mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just touched. Well, <laughs> it gives me hope that that's the kind of relationship I, w- I would have with God because that was my aspiration when I got into Christianity. But yeah. religion kind of took me another way. Yeah. I wanted a personal relationship with yeah. God and I think that's what you're describing. Yeah. And I, lo- I love to hear it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so I went, found him. Um, he took the time to go and pray for strength, for whatever. But I think the prayer mostly was for rejection because that's what he saw coming. I was like, um, I think I have an answer for you. I was like, okay, let's hear it. I was like, you're a risk. <laughs> and I am a risk. This thing, me and you, it's, a huge risk but it's a risk I am willing to take and it's like um, is that a yes I'm like I guess it's a yes <laughs> uh, bummer we didn't hug or kiss or do anything <laughs> <laughs> it's okay um, but he held my hands instead and we prayed and I thought to myself wow I've always seen myself hugging the man I say yes to, but I think this is better. Um, so yeah, we prayed and then we went, took some selfies and then we went back. I was going back for choir practice, so he dropped me off. And I don't think I paid attention to that choir <laughs> practice because I was, I was just head over here. I was out of this world, yeah. literally. Um, and then of course my friends were waiting they were waiting. They were like, okay, it happened. And I couldn't even describe it. I think I shed tears when I was talking about it. And I was like, oh my God, she's so smitten. And she's so happy that she's crying. But yeah, so that was the beginning of our beautiful relationship. Um, Greg actually asked for my brother's number on that day. He had planned to talk to my brother before asking me. But then he thought against it because it's like, what if I ask and the brother is okay? And then she says no. So he told me, um, since I couldn't talk to him before, I think I want to talk to him today. So I sent my my brother's number. Of course, I called him and told him, hey, so someone's going to call you and say something. I don't know what they're going to say, but they're going to call you. And this is who's going to call. I was like, okay, strange, but fine. (laughs) Um, Greg was those guys. Mm. He wanted to do everything right. So he called my brother and told him about what he had done. <laughs> and then he asked to meet my the rest of my family. So the next weekend, uh, we all met at my sister's place. Mom was not, my mom doesn't live in Nairobi. So he got to meet her, I think, later that month. In my head, I'm like, this is it. So this is a week after he asked you to be um, his girlfriend. Yeah. Is that normal for the, for you to move that Because now that he wants to meet your family, are we now talking of my, is this, is he coming to meet your family to kind of declare interest? It's or what is the, why was this of any significance? Okay. So um, there's this teaching in a certain book. Um, 
that encourages men to make their intentions known to the girl's parents even before like it's the prudent thing to do but then in my head I'm like it's not so practical because my parents could be okay with it but I'm not uh, but then I think that's what he was doing and I understand your question because my mom also got into that mode she was like I need to get stuff ready at home because I don't know when he's coming home <laughs> and I'm like relax mm. it's only been a month she was like well i mean such a respectful young man to even think to make himself known to me so that if anything happens to you i know who to ask unfortunately right after we got official he had to travel for work and now this was permanent and i remember telling him um I don't know how I feel about long distance and he was like we've not known about how we feel about so many things but the one thing we are certain about is that we are intentional and very deliberate with each other so this is also not going to be a problem as long as that intentionality still remains and I was like okay he even reassures me so we went on with the long distance relationship we talked twice a day on phone very long conversations mostly in the evening sometimes it would be 3 hours mm-hmm. <laughs> but in the morning um he used to wake me up to pray and then it was my choice to go back to sleep or not and then when i woke up we would still talk and set ourselves in the day and then sometimes in the day we'd send each other these cute texts and whatever I thought about you and I smiled or I saw a flower Aww. and it reminded me of you you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then now we would have uh conversations in the evening and it was so beautiful my roommate's new ah he's not called yet <laughs> you know at first he used to come every weekend but then it came, came to a point I think after two or three weeks I was just like do you think this is practical you always go back and the next day you're exhausted mm. And he's like, "But I want to do it." I'm like, "Yeah, I want you to do it as well, but it's not fair for our relationship that you're fatigued every Monday. Um it will hurt you, it will hurt your career, and at some point it will hurt us as well because you'll start resenting me for it." He's like, "Okay, so what are you saying?" I'm like, "I think we can skip a weekend or two. It's fine." So that happened we started seeing each other after like two or three weeks and then you know he'd come back and people knew when they see Greg around she's not available <laughs> it was nice right but then something happened at at a certain point which I didn't catch at the time but then later I was like I should have caught it then So he came this weekend and we were supposed to meet at 9 a.m. Apparently 9 a.m. was our time because I want to spend the entire day with you. 
because I don't know when next I'm seeing you. It could be three weeks, and three weeks is such a long time. Yeah, especially when you're really when you're falling in love with someone. Yep. Even a day feels like a whole weekend. You're like, I'm not gonna see you till Monday. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think it's important to note that this relationship was not physical in any way. Any sense. Yeah, I was even gonna say this. It's so, it's so PG. Like, I feel like this is what. Every parent in Kenya <laughs> wants for their child, but it's not really what happens. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, I don't think I've ever had that kind of restraint when I'm meeting someone. Yeah. And I wonder what it would be like to actually mm-hmm. fall in love with somebody, but not um, fall into the desires of the flesh, yeah. for lack of a better way yeah. of describing that. Yeah. Because I just kind of risk go, yeah, okay, we're going to do it. Whatever. Yeah. And it's not because of the like there was lack of the desire. It was just everything else was just okay. It was not okay. Everything else was perfect. We didn't even feel the need to. The first time I hugged him was three months after our relationship. Wow. So how did you say hello to each other? Did you We shook hands? <laughs> That's wild. We shook hands with this absurd smiles on our faces. And so that I, hug must have been explosive. <laughs> contrary, I okay. was shocked when he did it because he hugged me. Mm. I was ready to, you know, shake his hand and he came, arms open. I'm like, oh, we're doing this. And I think it was weird because <laughs> I was like, I mean, heads up that I'm going to hug you today when I see you so that I'm ready for it. But it felt warm. Oh, it felt really nice. So, yeah. Anyway, so this Sunday, he comes around. We're supposed to meet at nine. Go on our date. He calls me that morning. He's like, hey, uh, so my boss called. He wants me to help out with something at work. I should be done by noon. I'm like, okay, cool. I was ready. By the time I was calling, I was ready. Because <laughs> also... We like keeping time. And we gave each other an allowance of 15 minutes. And 15 minutes, you're really late. Someone is almost mad. <laughs> um, so by the time I was calling, I was ready. I was showered, ready to go. I was like, okay, fine. I think I'll just find something else to do until noon. And then I'll see you at noon. And he was like, yeah, in case anything comes up, I'll let you know. I was like, cool. I took a nap. And then I woke up and it's past noon. No missed call, no text. Uh hey, what's up? <laughs> um like, oh yeah. Uh this thing I was doing took longer than I thought. And I was like, okay. Uh you said you'd say something. He's like just let me get back to it. I'll let you know when I'm done. Like, okay, cool. But I'm already mad <laughs> at that point. Because it's not because you didn't call me at noon. Or rather, I didn't see you at noon. But because you didn't tell me this thing took longer. So he calls me at, I think, around three. It's like, I'm now done. In my head, I'm like, I don't think I want to see you. But then, the reason in my head tells me, you're not going to see him for another 
three weeks or so. So you're mad, we get it, but get your tiny butt up, go see the man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I go and I'm angry. And he could see it from 10 meters away. <laughs> he was just like, I have messed up. And then um, <laughs> I remember we got to the restaurant and I didn't even want to order anything. <laughs> So it's like um so what didn't you I, didn't you think that maybe he just got caught up with work? I mean, that's fine, mm. but communicate. That's what we do. We communicate. So what happened today? Yeah. Had you ever dated somebody else before him that maybe disappointed you because I'm wondering why um you are I mean, I would be upset as well. Yeah. By the way, I yeah. would I'd be like, what is going on? I you know, but at the same time it's like if he's been so consistent and then this one time he he messes up, I would think, oh well, maybe this is just he really did get caught up with work. Um the th- I think what got me really upset was that he didn't communicate because of the two of us, he stressed more on the communication. I see. Yeah. So why are you out of character today, right? And I've never seen this before. So um Yeah, but then when I refused to order, he was like, "Okay, looks like we have to squash this right now and then we can continue with our dates." Yeah. Yeah, so we squashed it and then went on on our date, but I was I was not myself that day because I was just like yeah we had an entire day but now we have just a few hours that happened the relationship continued of course we went back to being beautiful and all nice wait so the reason for his delay um work literally he got caught up but the apology was because he forgot to communicate i'm like okay <laughs> you forget all right fine i think that was the point things started going south for us because then after that fine we had went back to being all lovey-dovey and all that um and then it was almost time for his birthday and he he invited me to go visit him where he works but then at that time he had a friend who was not Kenyan that was going back home And then I thought to myself, uh you've always wanted to take this guy and explore this country. So how about I invite him to join me? We come see you spend the your birthday weekend together. And then me and you can plan for just me and you later because after all we'll still be in the country. So we do all that set a date and I confirmed with him like five times. Are you sure this date works? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This date works. I live and block my calendar. Like, okay, cool. Remember, this is someone we talk twice a day. So on the day that we were supposed to travel, well, we had two days we could travel. So the first day we were supposed to travel, I'm talking to him and I'm like, oh, by the way, you know, I should be en route right now, but I'm not. What's up with that? He's like, oh, so-and-so didn't tell you? Like, didn't tell me what? something from work came up and this weekend unfortunately cannot work i got mad <laughs> i'm like 
what do you mean so and so didn't tell me? I talked to you every single day. You didn't think to tell me that our plans for the weekend cannot work. Um then he says, "Uh okay. My bad. Now you know." I'm like, "Okay. So I can't even prepare to come see you tomorrow." He's like, "Unfortunately not." So then I ask him, "Should we ever make plans me and you?" He's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "If your work is always going to come up, then I think <laughs> we should just be waiting for your work and then see when there's no work." <laughs> we can do something together and he was like no 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 of course uh, we 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 need to make plans we need to do these things together i mean we have all this whole back bucket list when are we ever going to do it i'm like you tell me because i mean you're the one that's working i'm not um and then i asked him actually i didn't ask him i told him i don't feel important in your life anymore and i don't feel like i am a priority in your life and that didn't sit well with him that i said that he was like um those are very serious questions i need to think and then i'll call you so in my head i'm like ah uh, he'll call me maybe after 2 hours or something i mean what's there to think about right plus I'm your girlfriend so we cannot take forever without talking to each other. Mm-hmm. But then by my bedtime he's still not called, he's not texted, he's not done anything. So I go to sleep but I'm so disturbed. I woke up in the middle of the night and I called him. And in that call I apologized for what? <laughs> you don't know. Jules, I was so afraid of losing this man mm. that I was ready to say anything to make sure that it does not happen. And so in my apology, I was like, I'm so sorry, I snapped. I shouldn't have snapped like that. And I feel like I'm going to lose something and I don't want to lose it. He was like, no, 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 it's fine. It's okay, you go back to sleep. We'll talk later. Later was two weeks. What? Yeah. After two weeks, he's like, um, I've gone on enough walks. I've had enough time to think. I know, right? I know. Bombastic side. <laughs> I've had enough time to think. And I'm ready to talk to you now. I had this deep gut feeling. And I knew what was coming. but it was not what i wanted so i was doing everything to make sure that we didn't talk about it and because of the distance he wanted to do it on phone and i was like no something in my mind told me if he saw me maybe he would think otherwise so i told him no he was like we can do a video call i'm like no it has to be in person I was like, okay. I'll be in town next week. We can meet then. This was towards the end of the year. So the next avail- available time for us to meet was right at the beginning of the year, right at the beginning. How were you what were you 
these two weeks, even before the, yeah. the how what was that like for you? Because I mean, I, I feel like you'd literally done nothing wrong, and then this guy just switched up on you. This very holy Christian man <laughs> was very good with timekeeping and communication. Yeah, all of a sudden, is starting to act like a. You know, an yeah. ain't S H I T N I G G A. I fell into a short period of depression. I remember the this time I felt sick. I even went to hospital. They drew blood. Nothing. But I couldn't eat. I had a fever. This headache. I talked to a friend of mine and they're like, that's heartbreak. You're depressed and you're going through it. So those two weeks were hell. Literally. Like I know what hell feels like and I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> um, so we meet on the 1st of January. Guess where? In church? Nope. In the club? Nope. <laughs> you remember where... There was a waterfall. Oh my goodness, Lord. That's the place. Same table. We sat at the same table. Did he pick the place? Yep. Both times? <laughs> yeah. That's cruel. I know. Well, I don't know what's coming, but I'm just like, <laughs> it's, it's cruel. It's cruel. Mm. Yeah, so... We meet and he says, I have had time to think and I don't think your anger is something I can deal with. I don't think I want that kind of characteristic in the mother of my children. And while you do things to me and you make me feel some type of way, I don't think this is something I want to keep doing. He said a lot of words. And I remember asking him, so Greg, are you breaking up with me? And he was like, yes, I am. And I was like, okay. I excused myself, went to the bathroom, cried me a river, (laughs) and then fixed myself, came back. And I was like, I'm ready to go. And he's like, but you were quick to ask me if I'm breaking up with you. You didn't listen. I was like, what's there to listen to? This was the end, right? This is what you were going to end with. I saved you the time and the trouble. So let's just go. And then the ride home, he gives me his hand. And I'm like, what's the point? At this point, I couldn't hold my tears back. I was just crying. Did you feel like he was right about your anger? Or, I mean, I, I, okay. from the story you've given me, yeah, I'm really not getting any. All right, I'm so. not. I'm not really getting that you were angry, because to me, I'd be pissed if somebody yeah. kind of doesn't communicate. Yeah, I'd be like, what's going on? So, are you supposed? Is it the fact that you had a reaction? that you're not supposed to have a reaction according to the in his mind the woman he sees as the mother of his children is yeah. not supposed to respond or react <laughs> or act out of line um when he has a deficiency on his end yeah. which is to communicate or do you think you overreacted and maybe you didn't really explain that okay so let me give you a bit of context 
I had snapping tendencies which I was working on. But then now I know better. I know that anger is an emotion like any other. And it's okay for me to be angry. At that point I used to feel like it's my greatest weakness that I really really need to work on and correct. What would your anger look like? Let's say he doesn't reply. Uh, you okay? You took your nap. It's midday or just after midday. Mm-hmm. Check your phone. Nothing. What exactly happened? Silent treatment. That's my anger. Really? Yeah. That's so you didn't anger. really snap. You didn't like send no. a rude text no. or be like, "What? Where the hell are you?" No. Like, what the hell? My anger is silent treatment. When you do something to me, and I say something. I'm not angry. So when you snap, what do you mean snap? What is it okay. you, what, what what is it you were apologizing for in the middle of the night? In the middle of the night, I was apologizing for asking those questions. Which questions? Or rather for saying that I don't feel important in his life. And oh my yeah. god. <laughs> that was the apology. Zora? <laughs> I know you're not done with your story, but I'm here to tell you that is not anger. Okay, honey. I know. I hope you know. I know that now. That is how to manage your anger. Yeah. That's what I would do when I'm like putting on my big girl pants. Yeah. Like hold it together, Julia. <laughs> hold it together. Yeah. That's what you're calling anger? That's what Sweetie Pie, that's, that's 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 <laughs> that's classy, okay? <laughs> you need to send Greg my way and tell him to stand me up and then I'll, he'll know what anger oh, yeah. is. Honey, what kind of woman does he... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just using my... <laughs> this is anger. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I asked him, so is this permanent? Or do you think we could ever get back together? And he's like, um, only time will tell. And I think that gave me some hope. Remember, I had prayed for this relationship. For seven months. On the day that it became official, I had my doubts, but it was confirmed. So I could not reconcile all that with it coming to an end. I was just like, no. Mm -hmm. There's no way I gave away my pants (laughs) for this relationship. And your meat. And my meat. (laughs) I used to have a collection of Christian hip-hop. I shift deleted that folder. Because? Because I have to start listening to this, you know, a certain type of music. Oh, which is more Christian than Christian hip hop. Or I more mean, holy. Yeah, hip hop oh. is not, you know. Oh my goodness. Um you only listen to like maybe like worship music, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like Michael W. Smith. Even that not so much. Oh gosh, it's true. Acapella. It was mostly Adventist music. Ah, you know, because this relationship. I think I failed to say this. This relationship, much as we were working towards marriage, we were also working towards going to heaven. I understand. Okay, right. And so everything that would see us get there, we would do. Okay. I couldn't even buy myself a packet of Oreos one time in a supermarket because Oreos are not healthy for you. Oh, so anything that is probably going to cause problems in your body, you do away from. Yeah, which 
do away with sorry yeah okay which i think I, honestly i feel like that's good i just don't know if it's sustainable for me let's say julia speaking long term but yeah. um in the long run i think it's 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 pretty good i mean it's it, healthy it is good but i think for me at that point i just didn't have that conviction myself and i'm those people who will do i will convince myself that i'm doing this for me i do such a good job at that and so all these things i had convinced myself that that is what i wanted and at that time i just didn't see that i was creating this woman who is perfect for greg throughout the whole relationship i was focused on the person greg is supposed to be with that i failed to consider who i wanted greg to be for me and the kind of person he actually is to me and that's why when he showed up late for our date i was pissed all right but quickly that just became nothing and i'm saying that because that made me fail to realize that i was right when i questioned my priority or rather me being a priority in his life and greg met me also at a point when i was trying to repair my relationship with god and he became so pivotal in helping me doing that he used to wake me up to pray right we would have bible study dates where we would just go out in nature and there's a book we were reading so we would both read a chapter of the book and then meet and discuss and i liked that right i liked that he was a man that pointed me to christ but in doing all that i had no time to just be myself and actually cultivate this relationship with god it was somehow on his terms and that's not to a fault of his that's purely me because it is my relationship with god it is my christianity and i had given all power and control over to someone else so greg breaks up with me i am broken for a whole six months i was a shell of a person i literally just went through days i was in physical pain emotional pain my skin dried up i was just not i lost weight actually in those two weeks mm-hmm. i had lost weight already so it went down from there and i think my friends i have really really good friends who know when i'm really down i cannot do anything i didn't even tell my mom about the breakup because mm. i didn't know how and i remember i told him uh you broke up with me you'll be the one to tell her that the relationship is over because i don't know how to do it and i was like okay i will call your mom and tell her because i also didn't know what reason i was going to give my mother the reason he gave me did not make sense it didn't make sense at all because i remember thinking quickly after i told him to tell her i was like you know what uh i don't think it's a good idea i'll i'll find a way to tell my she's my mother after all so i think i told my mom 3 months later 
all those plans you started having in your head, you can't have them anymore. And she asked me, are you okay? I didn't expect that from my mom. Mm. I told her, honestly, I'm not. Okay, so why did their relationship end again? And I told her, he told me I'm too angry. And she was like, you know what? Leave him alone. I should have listened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leave him alone. He probably doesn't know what he wants. And he doesn't know what he's losing. Because the girl I gave birth to is the real deal. Go, mom. I know. <laughs> But even then, the pain was too deep. I didn't hear my mom. Mm. I didn't listen. One day, I wake up and I feel different. There's this new thing to me, new energy. I'm like, oh, okay. So now we can start processing and dealing with this thing. Because this six months, I wasn't. I was just feeling the pain. And I could not bring myself to deal with it. So then I started dealing with it and processing it. And I was like, okay, fine. It's over. He's in another relationship. How long? <laughs> I just want to know when that relationship started. Because sitting over here, it sounds like, I don't know. I'm just suspicious. Yeah. I'm suspicious. When somebody is hot and cold that quick, yeah, it's like, mm, maybe you met somebody else in that place you went to work at. And oh, <laughs> you think it's the place you went to work at? No, it's not. Okay. It's a friend that I knew about, that he had introduced me to, mm. that I was I was trying to be friends with. Because I was like, if I'm going to be in this man's life, I should at least try and have some sort of relationship with the people he considers close to him. I think they got together some three, four, five, six months after. I don't want to think that... This started when we were still together, but I can't help but think that that's what was going on, considering the nature of their friendship as well. But then I was like, okay, fine, he's in another relationship. And I remember I used to pray that that relationship fails. (laughs) So that he can realize that I am the person he's supposed to be with and come back. And I waited for that guy to come back Mm. for two years. It was after two years that I finally dealt and got over him. And I was like, okay, Greg is gone. He happened. It was beautiful while it lasted. But the huge chunk of it has just been me in pain and asking a lot of what ifs and waiting. During our breakup, or rather at that point that we were breaking up, he had this brilliant idea that we can be friends. (laughs) and I thought why not because in my head I was like it's not like anyone of us has cheated or anything it was not an ugly breakup well I kind of think it was Mm. but like no one said bad things to the other and all that so why why can't we be friends but of course it was difficult for us to be friends like that right after the breakup and then when he got into the relationship, I kept my distance as well. Because I was like, I wouldn't want to be the girlfriend when his ex is, you know, in his life like that. But then I kept asking myself, so how is this friendship supposed to work? But somehow it used to, it used to work. We would still have our long conversations when we had them. But sometimes he'd be like, ah, can I call you back in five minutes? <laughs> five minutes is in two months. 
and it kept happening and happening and happening until one day one day I asked myself if he came back today what would you say and I was like of course I'd say yes until this one time I was in a mat headed home from work and I asked myself I don't know what I was thinking about and then I asked myself um so if he came back today what would you say and it was a quick no I've literally been in the same position Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It was a quick no mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay. We are doing well. Good for you, bravo. We've always wanted to get to a place where we know that we are healthy and we are over it, <coughs> and now this is it." So being the self-aware queen that I'm trying to be, I asked myself, "So why is your answer no now?" And I told myself, "Um, First of all, the breakup of your relationship, you have always been the villain of the story. You've bared the burden of that, but you're not crazy. You're not angry for no reason. He did something. Was that ever addressed? No. Do you think it is ever going to be addressed if you don't bring it up? No. This friendship, is it working? More like I'm doing all the work. And I, I don't think I'm cut out for that life anymore. And also, you lost yourself for this person, and now you've been in limbo for so long that you even left church again. You feel bad when you wear your pants. You feel bad when you feel like going out. You feel bad when you're doing these things that actually make you happy. Mm. Guess what? It's time for you to find yourself again. Whatever that looks like, you're now free to do that. So what are you going to do about this friendship? And I thought about it long and hard and that by this point, this other relationship of his had ended as well. I was minding my own business. <laughs> Information just fell on my lap. And hey, your ex, he's screwed up. <laughs> like, oh. Good for a change that it's not the girl who screwed up. Mm. So, what was the screw up? He prioritized his work. And I was like, yeah. That's him. And so I picked up my phone one day and called him. And told him, um, don't mistake this for me trying to get closure from you. I have worked so hard to get to where I am now. I don't need closure from you. I just want to know one thing. Do you ever think about your role in our breakup? 2 years later. Mm. Like yeah, you know, once someone asked me and I was like, yeah, 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 I screwed up. But that, you know, that was still not him taking responsibility. I have had quite some time to think about it and I was not crazy. I was right to ask you those questions because it's it's true. I didn't feel important in your life anymore. You had prioritized your career over me. Yeah, I don't think that was you even being defiant. Yeah. It was just um this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Can we can we can we talk about it? Yeah. That's what communication is. Communication exactly. is not just him telling you I'm 15 minutes late. I'm here. It's also understanding where somebody is at in yeah. a relationship yeah. and how you can assist each other to kind of get onto the same page, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then I told him, um I think you should know <laughs> that 
I am not the reason we broke up. You're the reason we broke up. And I'm so glad that I'm not bearing that burden anymore. Number two, being your friend. I don't know what I thought it was going to be like, but it's not amazing. <laughs> it's not something I want to keep doing. And I could feel the heart in his voice. I was hurt as well, um, but I was at a point where <laughs> I was choosing me. <laughs> and it was just it was all about zora and that was me and greg it's time for me to actually find my one true love and i'm still finding that person <laughs> i have a question for you uh-huh. i always ask my guests what kind of like where are you now but i think i want to know where is your really now that greg is not in your life mm-hmm. and I, i think you made a very good decision to also give a little bit of arms length between the friendship because mm-hmm. i don't think that was a friendship mm-hmm. um cuz you were still in love with him yeah um and you're still holding out yeah. and i'm happy that you're able to be like okay i'm doing this for me now because yeah. it was the it was the greg show yeah 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 you know <laughs> um and but the flip side of the good thing is that he kind of brought you closer like you said he pointed you to Christ. Yep. Which is great. Yeah. I think that was that was a big tick. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship with God like now? Now me and God uh <laughs> we've been fighting. Okay. <laughs> we've been fighting and now we are we are getting back to you know trusting I'm back to trusting and having faith in God because that breakup also drew me away from god because i was like what why was i praying for seven months um what kind of god tells you exactly what to say knowing well that this will end in well, tears well he did say it was a risk yeah. <laughs> yeah but then in my head in my tiny little head yeah i was just like I wish you'd have told me how much of a risk it was that I shouldn't have gotten myself into it because the pain it's the pain that that made me feel like God was really unfair, mm. you know? But then also after that breakup a lot of other things happened in my life that just got me questioning him again. And I was like what kind of god are you? What kind of love is this? See it's unconditional but is it 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 becomes conditional when it comes to me and I'm just I'm in pain I'm still in pain it's not about Greg now but it's about something else but again my friends <laughs> my friends they prayed for me and one day I woke up and I was like okay snap out of it You know you can never really run away from God. Yeah. If you've given your heart to him. Yep. I'm telling you you will run and run uh, and run and you'll always circle back. Don't I know it? <laughs> don't I know it? I know that too. Yeah. You know, mm. I have tried. But he'll always be there though. Yep. I think it's okay to go. Um I'm not going to um, don't take it from me. Yeah. I'm not the person to advise you on Christianity, but I think I think sometimes it's it's okay to go to be like Yeah, yeah. Nah, 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 nah. This is not what I signed up yeah. for because it's in that search that you realize 
you it's like you get answers to questions you never even asked yep. that remind you more than ever mm-hmm. that he's still there he's exactly. still the same person but it's your perception yep. of him that and the relationship that you have with God that needs to change it's not him because he doesn't yeah. change yeah you know yeah. you had certain expectations of your relationship mm-hmm. with God or whatever it's like oh wow so oh so the reason i had to go through that because i needed to understand that this is how a relationship yeah with my creator is supposed to yeah, be like, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, that's just my, my perspective. And I've gotten to that perspective as well, because like you said, it's not God that moves further away from us. He's always there. What happens is we move further away from him. And in doing that, it's easier for us to say that it's him that left, but he's never left. And guess what? Even when you're being too rebellious, you can still see him and feel him there. Oh, 100%. How, how do you feel even how do you feel now looking back that mm-hmm. did you contribute to the breakdown yeah, uh-huh. of your relationship with Greg? I think my greatest responsibility was I didn't think about me. I think I got into that relationship too soon. I hadn't grounded myself in who I am. And while it would be so easy for me to blame Greg on all these things, it starts and stops with me. It was my life. But I give away control of it to him. Do you think he lives in the way that he's, he showed? Do you think he walks the talk? Do you know what I mean? Do you think yeah, he's, yeah. he's he's yeah. he is that guy? He's that Christian? He's that? Do you think so? Not not really. Not to the T. Okay, so then maybe don't blame yourself. I do realize my value now. Yeah, and I am more intentional right now with the men I meet. I met a guy, and I'm like, if it works, it works. I am not so fixated on me wanting that person in that relationship to the point that I now start. Because I've realized it's so easy for me that if I really, really want to be with someone, if I notice that they want someone who speaks in an accent that's just so off, <laughs> I will adopt that accent. You're very malleable for love. For love. Yeah, um, yeah. I am. A lot of girls are. I, I don't know about guys. I can only speak for women because I, I only speak about love to this intensity with, mostly with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think I would say the same. Um, not for you, but for me. Like yeah. just not to just get swept up by mm-hmm. the idea of forever. And yeah. it's like, what do I need to do to make this work? I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm like, okay. I'm just like, yeah, I'm done being Bob the Builder. <laughs> and I know my work now. I am the prize. Please come get your prize. (laughs) And with that, I think I'm going to end this amazing episode. Thank you so much, Zara, for your beautiful, beautiful story. Thank you. I wish you all the best. I think you are a lovely human being, a beautiful woman, and I think you deserve nothing but the best. Thank you. I hope you get the kind of relationship that you've been asking for. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hope that you're provided with the lessons that you need to go with into that relationship mm-hmm. is the best version of yourself yeah. and I hope you meet somebody who matches you emotionally intellectually and emo- did I say emotionally? yeah you did let's not say the <laughs> physical because you're not about that well but you know well. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and consider supporting us via our till number or PayPal. All the details are in the show notes of this episode and on our Instagram page bio at so this is love underscore podcast. Your contribution will help us keep going. If you would like to be a part of this podcast, you can also reach out to us via direct message on our Instagram page. So This Is Love is edited by me, your host. This is Jules. See you next time.